Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2023, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. And this week, the Canadian game is rolled on. The college game kicked off. The NFL game has cut days looming. And I just got to say, this is episode 185. We are more focused on football than ever before, Bryant. I have a ton of football right now on my screen as I look at you and do the show at the same time because college games are going on. The CFL's playing as we speak. I got the preseason on. It's action-packed. I'm enjoying myself. Unfortunately, none of it's XFL football, but we have some good XFL talk lined up today. You have been so focused on professional football this week. It's actually kind of sickening, but it's okay. Also college. I appreci- also yes, college. Just, I, yeah, I'll, I'll college football as well. Uh, all types of football. Uh, it's been another great week uh, for football as we get closer and closer to the NFL season because you just mentioned the NCAA season just kicked off. UCLA. Uh, they covered. They covered. Is that all we care about now? They covered. We're just turning into a betting podcast. Uh, yeah, baby. And we're one week closer to the XFL kicking off. One week closer, closer than ever before, some would say. And some would also say that you should get involved in the show. And a lot of you do. We're going to talk about some of you getting involved. And some of you out there maybe listening say, oh, I have a thought. Maybe I'll call the XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. You could call it, leave a voicemail. We could play it on the show if you give us permission. We're not going to play it unless you want us to. Give us your name, where you're from also, if you call or text the XFL fan line. Uh, feel free to text me getting a lot of those messages, people really speculating, Bryant, because you were really fueling those, fanning those flames, telling everybody <laughs> speculate away, have fun, get weird. They are, and they're doing it on the XFL fan line or, of course, social media, where everything is just too weird at XFL show. And uh, you can reach us there. DMs are open. And of course, this week, our show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com right now to get your own podcast started and get the help you need to get it launched, produced, sounding great. I'm not copyright infringing by doing that, am I? It is great to go to prettyeasypodcast.com, get all the help you need at an affordable rate. Do it now. Uh, because they make podcasting pretty easy. Here's the thing, Alan. The guys are pretty easy podcast. If that's copyright, guess what they're going to do? They're going to snip it right out. Don't even have to worry about it. You say what you want because they'll handle it in post. It's all good. Because not, not only can they delete it, they can also check. Hey, pretty easy pod. I'm putting this in here right now. Check if that's wrong for me to say great in that fashion. If it's wrong, take it out. You know what to do. And they'll know because they're very well-rounded at prettyeasypodcast.com. Okay, let's think and dunk around. Excess, not a shot at our producer's bulbous rear end either. 
<laughs> dinking and dunking around XFL social media, Bryant. Saw a, a little article come out down in Texas this week. Little little name change. Did you visit Texas this week, too? No, no, I was reading. I did oh, not go to Texas. Jeez, I thought you were in Texas. You saw an article no. while in Texas. No, no, I read it on the internet, and it's all. it told me that Globe Life Park, the former home of the Dallas Renegades, is changing its name to Choctaw Stadium. Like the name? Uh, what is Choctaw? I was going to look it up. I haven't looked it up yet. I think it's, I think it's a, uh, a Native American casino chain. And they are, uh, or gambling chain, I'm not certain exactly. I don't look too much into it because it's a dink and dunk. It's not a major. The Dallas Renegades aren't playing there. You know, it's funny is I, I was writing the uh, the headline for this, you know, little thing you see down here. And I was like, how can I write this? And I was like, oh, the XFL storage facility has changed its name to Choctaw <laughs> Stadium. So yeah, all the XFL, yeah, if, they, if they play there again, the Dallas Renegades being they, uh, then yes, the storage facility for the league will probably be at Choctaw Stadium, uh, and I'm down for. Isn't some it there Choctaw now? Bingo. I think they still have their stuff there now. If I'm not is mistaken. it all still there at Choctaw? That's what I remember well, last I heard. Is if I you're near at Choctaw Stadium, go check it out for us and give us a report. What what stuff's still being kept there? And also, how do you play Choctaw Bingo? I'm very interested. Uh, real quick, also, friends of the show, friends of the show, Doug Whaley and Eric Galco working together again. Uh, Eric Galco, who's now, we, we've talked about this, the head of the East-West Shrine Bowl and player personnel and uh, director of football ops for the big uh, scouting event at the end of college football season. Eric Galco announcing that Doug Whaley, who's the former head of football ops for the XFL, will be joining as a consultant with the East-West Shrine game, tweeting out, excited to have Doug Whaley on the team after working together to build the XFL's personnel. Glad we could keep it going. And uh, that's cool to see. They're still working together. And hopefully one day, maybe they'll uh, resume their XFL uh, work because they ha- they did a hell of a job. And I'm sure they think there's unfinished business. But I don't know. I don't know where they could go working with the East West Shrine game, Bryant. But you know, you and I have a soft spot for both those guys. Uh, Doug Whaley's been doing hits on the radio in Pittsburgh, too. Uh, I've been listening to some of that. So it's just good to hear him talking NFL football too. all the knowledge he has. And of course, those guys helping great players get found, which is what I what I really love about the work they do. That's what they do. The XFL is what they're going to do with the Shrine Bowl. So that's great for them to work together. Uh, I, I kind of am glad they're continuing to work together because that bond was probably something that they you know, was built while they were doing the XFL. And now with the Shrine Bowl, it's great. And if one day they want to come back, they'll just be like stepping right back into it. Like and, right if you're Justin, and if you're Justin Herbert listening to the show right now or watching us, Justin, you should send those guys a thank you because without them, you would not have Donald Parham to throw to. And what a great person to throw to with that ridiculous catch radius. So thank them, Justin. And also, why don't you go win MVP? Because I did put a bet on him to win it. Futures Jeez. bet, Brian. More betting. More betting. I love it. I love it. It's legal. In some states. Okay, Dinkin' and Dunkin' some more. Uh, oh, it's the XFL fan line got a great text from Anonymous. Leave your name and uh, where you're from. This person did not put anything here. And they said, I've got a speculation topic for you. Do you think, as founder, Vince McMahon will be acknowledged by the league and the new ownership group? For example, could they play for the Vince McMahon trophy? Maybe Founders Weekend when the two-divisional playoffs are held? What's your take? 
Vince McMahon being acknowledged by the new XFL ownership in some form or fashion. Does Vince McMahon call them up and say, hey, good luck kicking off, but don't forget, acknowledge me for founding the league? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it. I'm going to flip this for a second. Put if your the thing rock down. flip it reverse it if the if the rock was the previous owner of the XFL and what happened happened and then Vince McMahon bought it from him i guarantee you Vince McMahon would never utter the words the rock he would find people if they called the football the rock he would not <laughs> mention do not mention him and so i don't think they're going to mention him at least not for now it's a sour subject it's a, it's a, it's it's not Something you really want to bring up at the moment, maybe in five years, ten years, you, you bring it up. But right now, the way things ended, which no, no don't get me wrong, it's not Vince McMahon's fault, but it is what it is. That's the situation that was at led at hand. A lot of players are going to be sour. You think a lot of players that are playing right now want to play for the Vince McMahon Trophy? Yeah, no. see, so also, I think you got to let that for- cycle through. Two things. When it comes to the trophy, the NFL has the Vince Lombardi trophy. Calling your trophy the Vince McMahon trophy seems like, I don't know, like a knockoff version of that. It's the other Vince. I mean, not that Vince McMahon isn't, you know, super influential and famous and uh, the name has all that cash. just like Vince Lombardi. Sure. But it just doesn't sound right as a championship. A Founders weekend, maybe let the wound heal. That's what I say. Maybe way down the road there, anonymous texter to the XFL fan line, but not just yet. Definitely not immediately. Definitely not year one, I would say. But who knows? You know, the Rock's relationship with Vince McMahon, something special. Maybe he feels like they should do that. But then everybody else is like, no, Dwayne, can we not? We'll see what they do. I was hoping for a great cup, but that's not happening either. So we'll see. Uh, shout out to cup. Ninja. The, dark, <laughs> shout the, out to- the better great cup. The off-white cup. Shout out to Ninja Seal Coding, who texted us, Bryant, on the XFL fan line. Just a bunch of rad pictures of some homemade XFL 2020 team helmets. I guess these were custom made to display somewhere. I don't know, but uh, their text came up as Ninja Seal Coding. They hit us up, saw these pictures uh, getting ready for the show this week, going down deep into the in the texts we missed the last couple weeks. And they're really cool. And now I need to get some because I'm, I mean, you've, you've got me, you got me beat on the XFL memorabilia big time, but I'm becoming big on those helmets, especially I want to get all, have you seen the ones that spin and they defy gravity with magnets? Have you seen those? Oh, I think I have seen that. Yeah. I got, I'm thinking this week I was looking for a Steelers and Pitt one at least. And I mean, to have all eight XFL helmets would just be the coolest. And then 2001 XFL helmets. If anyone could do that, I'm, I'm in the market. Maybe if I hit this futures bet on Justin Herbert. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually trying to pull these up right now. I'm having a little technical difficulty because I want to see them. But so they're just they're helmets that he created that were homemade. Uh, yeah, they apparently they apparently put the logos on them themselves. I don't know if they drew they threw the slap to sticker on or drew them or what. It looked like they was hand hand drawn. I don't know with some paint. Do you have it? Do you okay, have yeah, it? I here just it is. Okay, it I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, so these, are mini hel- the these are mini helmets, right? They can't be like go. big old helmets, but that's pretty cool. Right, huh? I that's think that's hand, that's hand painted, right? I'm going to go with the St. Louis Battlehawks one is not the right color, though. I will say that. It's a little off. Other than that, everything's pretty well, good. 
got that one by me because it looks fine to me, but I am colorblind, so I don't oh, know. work that it probably took to do this. Great job. Good job. I like how the, I like how the uh, Defender's helmet code. looks like it's just from like the, the 70s. It does look, it looks like a USFL helmet. The logo does, uh, lo, <laughs> you know, looking back on the DC logo. Um, but and maybe we'll be seeing it in the uh, NFL soon. If you send us this Going picture on Twitter, time. I'll retweet it. How about that? There you go. Thanks that a way lot. I know Ninja I have your permission. Coding. And everyone who texted the XFL fan line, that's 724-565-4XFL. Now let's get into this week's cover two. Good crisp. First up, Bryant, radio host Matt Mosley broke the news. And now it is being reported. The Big 12 is looking for Oliver Luck to help them navigate these murky waters of the new landscape of college football super conferences so oliver luck the former xfl commissioner and west virginia ad and ncaa executive is going to be a consultant with the big 12 and helping them out so uh this is going to be another tough job for oliver luck bryant maybe tougher than the xfl because if you ask me the big 12 has no hope of maintaining its status if it had any uh, among, among college football conferences compared to the others. That new alliance left them out with the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. The SEC is ginormous. What's your prediction for the Big 12 now that they got Oliver Luck in to save the day? It might be too little too late, if you ask me, as much as I respect Oliver Luck. I mean, what is he going in there for? Is he going in there for what their best out options are? Maybe that's what it is for. Maybe they're like, okay, we need to figure out a place for each one of these teams. And, what's and he's the best just option. a commissioner or just a consultant, not the commissioner. Not, I mean, he's not the man in charge. He's just there. He can only advise. I, I, I can only imagine what he says. You think he's like, well, what if, we, what if we reimagine the game of college football? <laughs> yeah. Reimagine what conferences are. <laughs> I think he's going to go to the Big 12 meeting and say, what if we reimagine what West Virginia is doing with you and they go to another conference and I say goodbye to you and then I'm out of this as well? Because he's there to maybe just save his alma mater. That's maybe what he's doing. And as a Pitt fan, I hope he does. They should get out of there and join the ACC as far as I'm concerned. So who's the, who, are the, who are the big dogs left, really? It's it's West Virginia. Who's In left? Big 12? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma OSU, State, West Virginia. Texas I Tech. mean, in basketball, you have Kansas, at least, for the Big 12. So the basketball has Kansas. Um. And then everywhere else, it's, you know, small time comparatively. Uh, Texas Tech, you know, what do you, what's going on with the Big 12? What do they do? How do those teams stick it out together and not just say, okay, let's give in and go somewhere else? Like, that's got to be what's going to happen. The future is very unpredictable when it comes to college football and the conference alignments. So but, uh, if we all look the luck's at, involved in it now. Yeah, so you have Kansas and basketball. Well, Baylor, didn't they just win the championship? So they have Baylor. Baylor, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then it's OSU. Perennial, perennially, West Virginia, Kansas. Maybe yeah. it, FTC. Could they add anybody? Like, could they could add Houston, maybe. Try to yeah, get exactly. Like, yeah, what's going to happen? I don't know. I have no clue. But Oliver Luck in there, if anybody could salvage the Big 12, 
it could be him because that's it's a this guy's very smart. But my prediction is for this is Oliver Luck's going to get in there and maybe get all the Big Twelve teams better deals as they leave the Big Twelve. That's or, what I'm or, saying. Or, or, Did he go in there to disband the them? Yes. Or join is he the there alliance. to disband the league and get them better homes, like West Virginia? Yeah, and and also the calling it an alliance between the Big Ten, Pac-12, and uh, ACC. Not I, you know, that word still has alliance of American college football. <laughs> no, thank you. Part two of the cover two: the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball and their board of directors. Yeah, baseball. Why? Why are we talking this? Well, because. Another XFL head honcho involved here. The head honcho, Danny Garcia. This news broke a while, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, maybe more. We didn't bring it up because none of it was really official, not too affiliated with the XFL. But now that one of the XFL's ownership, part of its ownership group is involved, we'll talk about it, Brian. The Atlantic League of Professional Baseball and their board of directors approved a new Staten Island team. Danny Garcia is a part of that ownership group, along with Colin Jost and Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live. And uh, they will be joining, their Staten Island team will be joining the Atlantic uh, League of Professional Baseball, the ALPB. So Danny Garcia, real itch to be a, a sports owner, owns the XFL already, but they're not playing games, is going to get a team on the field uh, this year. Or, or excuse me, next year. What year are we in? Is it 2022 yet? 2022, no. 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 So 2022, she'll be getting the team in there. And great for her, but live TV to navigate. Uh, they do have some kinks they got to work out. Like the search function on that is not. Yeah, but it's to also, to me, not meant to be a search thing. Like, that's why no. I'm getting it. Like, search works, obviously, but they have channels. Yeah. Like, literal channels As- that you go there, and it's this channel, the golf channel. But They've the done a good job of grouping like the properties they have on Peacock into sections that it's easy to go pick what you want from it. So like if you're an, a WWE fan, you go to the WWE Network section. It's all there. Uh, you just click around and you find stuff. You still A lot of people complain you can't search for certain things, but those are the real big nerds like us. Uh, the, if you're a Premier League fan, and I've been watching that all season so far, uh, very easy to navigate. Go Go to the sports section. It has a hub for all those games. So something similar for the XFL, I think would be really cool. And uh, either way, just a home for the XFL in 2023 uh, on a Peacock or an Amazon would be absolutely thrilling. But can you imagine a 24 seven XFL channel on Peacock? Yeah. Like that's what I envision, right? You just have the games rolling. You have the backstage stuff, the the pregame shows, all these stuff. Live, a live channel on that guide on the live Yes, portion of Peacock would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, or we'll see. Maybe on Pluto TV, which is also very good, a gem of streaming apps that a lot, not a lot of people know about. They're not paying me. I'm just giving that as a suggestion, Brian. People should watch it. It's very good. They've got old music videos on it. That's what I go to it for. Sometimes, but right now I'm watching the BC <laughs> Lions beat the Red Blacks. As I talk to you about the XFL and the future of 2023 won't be involving the CFL, uh, but it's going to be debuting in 2023 in probably a different football world than we're in right now, because look at how different football is now 
top to bottom, NFL all the way down to college, and then you look at everything else like the CFL and everything on the horizon with the USFL and the XFL, all sorts of moving parts, change, some would say maybe instability in the sport of football. And we need to discuss this. this is a very serious topic this week, Brian. We're focused on football this week. Don't forget. So get focused extra for this week's hot read. So let's face it, Brian. I'm going to straight out and say football is not stable right now. Instability everywhere. I mean, look at let's let's pick it apart. College football, we just spoke about all the conference shenanigans, super conferences, alliances, NIL. Everything moving forward with college football, uncertain. The NFL, constantly changing their rules, constantly tweaking the game, uh, enforcing different things here, not enforcing things there. It's never the same each and every NFL season, which some people think is exciting, but when it comes to just the structure and stability of the rules. That's annoying to a lot of football fans, I would think. You have, then of course, you look in elsewhere, the CFL, which I'm watching right now, it's fantastic. But they're living paycheck to paycheck, pretty much. And then you have spring football being tried left and right by everybody. The Alliance, the XFL, the USFL, the UFL, the scouting events that are masked as leagues. I don't know. Everybody's trying a spring league. We keep saying everybody's going to try a spring league until it sticks. All these moving parts. Let's speculate. Your favorite thing to do. What does the future of the sport hold when all these things are moving around all the time? Do you think we'll here's a let's let's narrow it down. Will there be a stretch of just five years where there are no major changes in the sport of football across the board and we have an actual status quo we can just rely on and relax with i mean from 2002 to 2000 what is it 20 the nfl never changed their rules when it came to playoff teams so i'm a little confused because you're i think you're 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 focusing on what has just happened you're well you're also leaving out in that time frame the the biggest change in the nfl which is how they police Hits on quarterbacks and wide receivers, well, those, totally okay, yeah, changing but, but the game. I'm going by which what looks you're completely different. Okay, completely different. But what, that's what, rules. What, yes, that is rules. Well, you said conferences and playoffs and stuff like that. I was just calling that out. I think that there has been a change in the way people uh, view football. Football is no longer this beastly sport that you know requires men to give it all on one day and maybe not make it to the next one. It's no longer a, a, a place for people to have a four or five year career uh, by choice, right? This is this like, they're not going to go all out anymore. That's just not football. And I think we're in that transition period where we're going from what it was to what it will be, which is a money-making machine. And when you have a money-making machine like crypto, like the stocks, like anything that people want to jump on, what's going to happen? People are going to try to jump on it and try to figure out how to make more money and what to do to get more money. That's why the NIL is there. That's why spring leagues are there. That's why things like that happen. So until we get to a point where we are stable and people realize what this is, I think you are going to see this influx of movement and changes. But I do predict that in maybe a few years we'll have 
stability that lasts for 20. So come 2023, when the XFL debuts, it'll have who knows what kind of rule book, who knows what kind of structure compared to 2020. But then once the XFL debuts and moves forward and presumably, hopefully, God willing and the creek don't rise multiple seasons after that, do you foresee the XFL being a league like the NFL and now what college football is becoming a league of tweakers, a league that will tweak in order to satisfy a certain group of people that will hopefully result in more money? Because you're saying it right. It all comes down to the money and making more money and, and stabilizing that. Will the XFL be a league that's going to have to make certain little changes here and there for multiple years after they start in order to be sustainable? And, well, that's, and that's the thing. The is you have to be sus- and I think the XFL is going to be probably the most um, fluid situation when it comes to football because college football is going through their transition now. But either way, I think there's a, there's a problem in college football now that probably it's 2025 is when they leave, by the way. So we have a, a long ways to go, but I feel like college football will be settled by the time those two teams leave, meaning we know what's going to happen. What's going to happen to the Big 12? We're not going to wait till 2025 to understand what happens there because that's going to be decided. Like those are the things that I'm saying will eventually um, figure themselves out. The XFL itself will be the most fluid because they're probably going to be growing. They're going to be changing things. They're going to be trying to figure out what's the best way to make money for themselves and what can they do to help them because they don't have the advantage of being the NFL and the history. They have to be different and find different you know, ways to, to make money. So I have to give it up to the CFL for that in this case, in this scenario, because this is a stubborn league. They don't change anything. So the fans that are the, the historic fans, the people who've been watching it for years and are going to every year be there, even though there's less of them than a league should have, uh, they don't really tweak too much. They don't make a lot of changes, uh, which is why they have issues. Well, why would you give it up to them for that? Well, I mean, just saying for the for the sanctity of the sport uh, and the status quo and having a status quo, they're very committed to that, which, as you're pointing out, pr- is not a smart way of doing business. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what baseball the, did. Yeah. Baseball... Ba- Stayed with the status to, quo for years. They were still, the number they one still thing are. ever. They still are very – every little discussion for baseball is a, a big headache and same deal. It's not complete – they're in a transition too. Yeah, they're totally in a transition. They're trying to figure out how to bring in more playoff teams, how to make more money. I get it. They're, they're this guzzler. Why they make so much money is because they play 162 games. So that's, that's just the reality of the situation. The NFL in the mid-90s realized something. They realize that they can make money off of what? Their brand. The brand of the NFL. Who gives a crap about the actual sport? It's the brand that we care about. How do we protect our brand? And as soon as players start saying, oh, my head hurts. Oh, parents are like, I don't want my kid to play football. What does the NFL do? Whoa, that's going to affect our brand. So we need to do something about it. So the NFL cares about their brand. That's what happened in the mid-90s. That's what's happening now. Like you said, they're trying to reach out to specific little parts of, of the community, right? That says, oh, let's, let's reach out to that group that isn't watching NFL games. Oh, let's reach out to that group and who's not watching NFL games. Like, do you really think that we're ever going to get a halftime show that football fans care about? Football fans? I mean, not collectively, no. No, right? Well, I mean, that might also so- be impossible. But 
because it's so it's it's everybody but it, that's saying but the halftime show is not but the halftime show is not for people who watch football it's for people who don't yeah. watch football that's what the halftime show is at the Super it's Bowl. also if you're saying like because football fans are everyone though now because it is everyone. So to get your, is there going to be a show that pleases everyone? Never. I'm the only it's one impossible. in my household that watches football on Sunday. <laughs> my wife, you know, there's and my, my parents that live with us. They do not watch football with me, but they'll watch the halftime show. Yeah, they'll watch certain things that they grab their attention. That's the stuff that they do. They don't care. The XFL presumably fan. will be good at that. At getting they don't people care like them that the St. Louis Rams. We're in St. Louis and pulling in money because you know what? They make a lot more money in LA. Now they have a shiny new toy called yes. SoFi Stadium. So it's hard to say that things will be structured and stable because of the money, but I do see the NFL getting to a point where it's like, okay, we'll make minor tweaks here and there, but it's not going to be the effects that you're seeing now. I think the most fluid situation will be the XFL. I think at some point, college football, which has been pretty much stable. The only the two major questions right now is what's going to happen to the uh, Big Twelve, and what's the football playoff scenario going to be in a couple of years? Yeah, college football's major change. It's like the MLB. Well, with I'm NIL too, that, that could throw a whole like, thing into it. College football is more like MLB when it comes to status quo and all and all this the sanctity of the sport and the and keeping things traditional. Uh, the, the NFL. Like you said, since the mid '90s, has been will, ready, willing, and able to make changes to appease, cover their their own tuckuses, and you know just grab at money. Uh, the XFL coming in in 2023 is going to be a brand new brand. So, again, for the third time, uh, this time under you know with a new face in the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, presumably he'll be doing a lot of the promotion. So. A person like him could maybe find a way that to bring in people like in, that are in your house that don't watch football immediately. He has a good ch- chance that he's the kind of person that could do that, uh, and then mix it in with the game, and then having the in terms of the football, having the history of the XFL not run that deep, just two uh, season and a half. Uh, there's nobody really besides you and I, of course. The 2020 rulebook rules. They can go out there, throw any rules out there, really, in 2023 that they want as owners, and they they own the league now. They can do that, and they can put it out there. And if it if they think it's just abysmal and it really hurts their brand, they'll change it. Of course, you're saying they're going to be fluid. They're going to change it. But I'm I think for the XFL to win over football fans, they shouldn't do too much of that because how can you? You can't. And if it's for the love of football, I know that this is going to be a big media brand, a big entertainment enter- entity as well. But in order to win football fans over, you can't be tweaking too much, especially in your first few years. So I am hoping and, and really praying that uh, that 2020 rulebook in, resu- returns in 2023, but also is it messed with after the first season? Looking beyond. I 100% guarantee whatever rule book comes into play in 2023 is going to be messed with for 2024. And it's going to be messed with for 2025. They are figuring it out. If the NFL also, is doing this after this many years, you don't think the XFL is going to do it after one? Yeah, but the NFL can afford to. And also with gambling now coming into effect across the country and the NFL having a lot of sway in that, 
Yeah, well, so uh, what if what if the gambling industry comes into the XFL and says, hey, you know those one, two, and three-point plays really screwing with the over-unders? Really just not working with this. You don't think the XFL is going to look, look at it and be like, yeah, we tried this with this thing. I think it's just something that we're not going to be able to do. Not working. Oh, I want, I, we took I would a poll, love, we, and a lot of fans said that this was the least important thing that they liked about the XFL rulebook, so we're going to take it out. Sounds like you, you just got this in my head. I think we need to talk to someone who's like a, a Vegas insider or someone who knows about how the bookies treated the XFL in 2020. I want to know what they thought of that stuff. We need to we need to find that. If you're an insider, an odds maker, talking to you right now, let us know what you think about the XFL in 2020. Was it frustrating to set lines uh what, what were if you know anybody who does that sort of work, what were they saying? And we're gonna we're gonna maybe get some. I, I have some contacts we can try to reach out to Brian. We got to get someone on to talk about that because that's gonna affect it as well in the future. And that's but also part of the status quo it's, changing. It's families wanting to go to a yeah. football game. It's you know what's gonna happen. Are you gonna have, are you gonna let your kid watch a game that has seven f words in the first half? Does the <laughs> XFL have to change that? It's like be yourselves, guys, but don't cuss. If you cuss, we're gonna have to find you. Like, that's possible because, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It's different. It's real different. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. We'll see. We'll see uh, in 20. See, I'm so excited for 2023, but I was so excited for 2021 for the XFL for season two to see what what they would mess with and tweak. And that is, of course, something we'll keep an eye on. But seeing how all the other leagues are doing it. Brian's probably right. Hard to fathom the XFL not being a league that is going to be there tweaking their rule book and other things uh, going into year two. We're thinking ahead, of course, but we're focused on the football and we just want stability in the game. And I guess since everybody's watching everything, college and pro, maybe not the CFL, although I see a lot of people saying the XFL, CFL rumors got them back into the CFL like it did for well, I was already watching, but now I'm intensely watching. Uh, football's making all this money anyway, so if tweaking makes it money, that's going to continue to happen. But let us know what you think the future of this of football and stability and changes to the games and the leagues. Do you think this is going to continue for a while, or are we just in a transition period? Let us know uh, on thing. social media. And uh, eh, wait, what's the same? <laughs> are thing? we in a transition period, or are they just going to? Or are they just tweaking things? I, think that's the same. No, I, I said, are they going to change things forever? In perpetuity, changes every year. This year, quarterbacks can only throw left-handed. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is going to be the only right-handed quarterback with a chance. All right. That's it, Brian. That's it. Is that week. it? That was this For week. Our, okay. Our, our speculation and, and roundup of XFL news, the little bit that we had this week. Enjoyed it thoroughly, as always, but... I got to watch the second half of this Red Blacks and Lions game. But you got to watch the second half of the Galaxy El Tráfico Classic. Oh, El, El Tráfico's going El on El right now. It's a barn right burner now. there. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but either way, we're going to be here uh, every single. What is it now? Are we on Fridays? No. Football Sunday. Football Back Sundays. That is schedule. right. We're here every single football Sunday right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, One Day, TikTok, Alan's favorite, Facebook. Uh, or if you want to say hi to us and Alan and in all of his globes and where you want to find out exactly where he is, well, subscribe Where and watch us in the world on is Alan going tomorrow? <laughs> At XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get started today because I make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Brian, can you guess which team had the best run block PFF grade according to Pro Football Focus in 2020's so, XFL season? I'm going to go with the Battle Hawks. Wrong. They <gasps> were fourth. It was the Tampa fourth. Bay Vipers. And what? you would have known that if oh, you Oh, they had the two-headed. They had the two-headed. You, you would have known if you caved and subbed to Pro Football Focus's elite package like I did this week. Yeah, you, you sent me a little bit of that, that just to kind of see what I was looking at. I mean, that's kind of, I don't know. It's just, they, they, they blew it today with the UCLA call. So, What do you mean they blew it? PFF? They had them. They had them they, winning and covering. They had them at barely covering and UCLA covered. Oh, did they cover? So they they're wrong cuz they didn't get the exact score. Well, now you're just Well, not even close. Just way too much. St- statistics are are helpful and work, Bryant. And you're, you I'm love those see two. I know. what Okay, you love oh, Excel LA, sheets. Top receiving core in the league. Expected. Number 1 receiving core. A lot of XFL trivia here on this PFF. I'm going to be nerding out though. Uh, and watching the CFL. Everybody, enjoy yourself. Thanks for watching and listening as always. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, leave that name in town on that XFL fan line. I was really up- upset we got that that great call, their text. What if they're like you? Question about Vince McMahon today. Hi, I'm Alan like from me. right now, the war- New York. Earth. And just Earth. say Earth. Whatever. Ground. Just give us a name. Maybe. Even if it's a fake name. Whatever. I'll, ma- so I'll make up a fake name for you then, maybe, moving forward. I'm not going to say anonymous anymore. All right. Anything else, Brian? Can I go? <laughs> I think that's it. Let's have some fun. Too. What was that? My wife wants to go to dinner. She's yelling at me oh, behind me. She's right here. I've heard you got, you're getting some sushi. Careful. Um, you don't know what's going on back down there. It's a little <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back here. Make sure you t- uh, catch us uh, every single week, like I said. Uh, and Alan, who knows where you'll be next week? I'm excited to find out. I don't ask you anymore because I want it to be on the show. Oh, I don't. I honestly don't know. It won't be in this seat. I guarantee you that. And we'll leave it at that. See you next football Sunday, everybody. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.